Hi, Gregory. Hi, Thomas. How are you? You were asking people, what is your opinion of the actor Nicholas Cage? C-A-G-E-F-I-G-A. Don't be looking at her too hard now. This is a very different and weird question. Oh my God. I really like how he doesn't seem to give a fuck what anyone thinks about him. This is Cage. And I think that's kind of badass. Welcome to Cage Fight. I'm gonna drink me a beer. Hello everybody, welcome to Cage Fights, it's Greg here. Now, some months ago, Thomas and I sat down to discuss Deadfall and Willy's Wonderland. We recorded it, it was magical, it was wonderful, and Greg, being me, lost his recording. So we only had Tom's. We were in trouble. We knew that we couldn't release this. This would make no sense, because you would hear things like this. Yeah, it was a... A crazy experience where this plane crashed on an island, and surprisingly, a lot of the passengers passengers survived, and quite a harrowing experience surviving. Uh, turns out none of it was real. And you would have no idea what we were talking about. I can't remember. Fill in the blanks yourself. But what do you do when you're in trouble? You turn to friends for help and support. And who are our favourite podcast chums? Why, the eternal cauldron of emotion, of course. So we reached out to them, asked if they would be kind enough to essentially fill in the blanks. They responded saying, Hey guys, thanks for having us on. I know this wasn't exactly the idea when you started this episode for your show, but we are excited to be here. I'm Tammy. I'm Erin. And together we're the Internal Cauldron of Emotions, another Nicolas Cage podcast. I don't know about you guys, but we thought when we started this that we would be very niche. And we found out that there's like a thousand <laughs> Nicolas Cage podcasts. Uh, but that's okay. That just shows how much everyone loves the old Nick. Old Nicky boy. Yeah. Which is very kind of them. So what follows will be Tom from Cage Fights and Erin and Tammy from Eternal Cauldron of Emotions discussing Deadfall and Willy's Wonderland. And Tom, when I told you I lost my files, why weren't you angry at me? I am a, I'm a sweetheart. You know, what can I say? So, Deadfall. What a fucking movie, man. Deadfall's like an a somewhat interesting film. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this one. <laughs> there is there is a lot. It's like when you go on a trip and you've packed too much and then you bought a whole bunch of stuff on the trip and now you're home and you're trying to just get <laughs> it all out and it's just pure chaos. That's our summary of Devil. <laughs> it's it's a con movie. Like I don't know it's an Ocean's Eleven, not even Ocean's Eleven, it's just a con film. It's not just a con movie, it's like a con on a con on a con. Where there is, like, cons happening and there's levels. Times three, divided by two, times infinity. It's like, carry the one. The whole movie is filled with, like, this noiric, like, narration. I've watched a lot of noir movies, I know that that is the point, but I feel like there were so many cons in this film after probably the third one, which hits 10 minutes in, I'm like, I just don't believe you anymore. So it doesn't matter what you do. And there's not a single person in this movie that is not conning someone or being conned. So you cannot trust a single character at all, ever. And even when you start to trust a character, you're thinking, oh, okay, this is fine. And then you're like, <gasps> I have been triple crossed. Oh my gosh. Again. Oh my God, I'm alive. I'm dead. That's it. Like he's a con artist. And they're pulling off a con. You also expect it. it. It's not like, 
oh, you got me, because very quickly it just seems like the MO of this film is going to be trust no one. It's like Mm -hmm. a a, a noir version of an X-Files film. Trust no one. He shoots his father, scares off the dude they're conning, and they're like, oh, cool, we got his money. He scared them off. And it's like, oh, no, you actually shot your father and killed him. The gun had real bullets in it. Hey, you were in charge of the guns. And he's like, oh, shit, I fucking killed my dad. When we finally get to Nick, it is like the most ravenous of angels. Mm-hmm. singing not the sweet little cherubs <laughs> they're like ah! it's like ha, 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 ha. it's like it is insane he's like a hot mess express on cocaine and it does he his performance starts at the same level as it ends yes. it, it actually might slightly climb in insanity by the time this movie's over it's it's i i don't want to give away the ending because it's it's it is unhinged it, it is i he ducks eddie's face submerges the front of his head into a fryer and in the most gruesome thing i did not expect from this movie the camera actually shows him like his face fried i feel like and and we said this when we covered it that he was like my dog roland a foxhound <laughs> and he was on the hunt and someone said squirrel and he fucking lost his nuts and he wouldn't stop like can't stop won't stop yeah and his eyeballs are gross it's like disgusting it's like trauma levels of like ickiness the kentucky fried nick yeah kentucky fried nick and (laughs) nicking (laughs) instead of nick nugs he is the nug he is the nug eddie uh, who is played by nicholas cage hey there we are he's here what the podcast is about so let's talk about what Nick looks like when we do finally get to see him. Because this is the weirdly stereotypical Nicolas Cage film over the 30 or 40 years of there's a narrator. Check. Mm-hmm. We don't see Nick immediately. Check. Mm-hmm. We don't know Nick's name immediately. Check. Yeah. It's the oh, basic Nick Horner. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it's definitely like one in four of his films <laughs> seem to follow that. And let me tell you something about Eddie. Eddie is a frantic, overdrugged, overdosed, alcoholic con artist. And he is everything that a Cage character should. In 1993, it's like, it's difficult to tell if this is what the, how the character was written or it's how Nicholas played the character. It was 100% Nick. Basically, his brother had written the story mm-hmm. and had an idea of what he wanted everybody else to do. But like a lot of films, Nick was kind of given free range to just go cuckoo bananas. And cuckoo bananas he went. He Yeah, he is, he is truly the reason to watch the movie. But it doesn't matter because he is absolutely insane. Like... Um, so why don't you tell us what you thought when you saw him in oh, all his well, glory? Well, I, we, he was on, he's on the cover of the, of the, the, what is it? Movie poster. And you see him, you don't realize that he, like, he has a mustache and he looks a little wild. He's got this weird hair. And I feel like a weird tan. He's, yeah. He's a little more tan than normal. 
And he, so he, he shows up and you see him and you're like, boy, he looks like he does coke. <laughs> uh, but his eyes are weird and you can't, or he's, no, as he's wearing sunglasses for a long time All until, time. Yeah. yeah, until he suddenly takes his glasses off. But he, I think you should look up how Eddie looks. I, th- I think I want you to, on your computer, Deadfall, Nicolas Cage. I need, I need you to see this character because he's got a thin mustache. His style is all right, but it's, it's the hair and the mustache and the eyes later on. And he wears sunglasses constantly, like indoors, outdoors, nighttime, daytime, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you, are you a vampire? It's like an Uncle Rico. And it's not, it would be one thing if they were cool sunglasses, but they weren't. They were like those 90s sports glasses yeah. that you now see all the time at garage sales. And it's like, <laughs> no, nobody wants these now. Nobody wanted them then except for like two douche canoes that played football back in the day. He's a greasy looking fucker. Well, you do know, or we did we did discuss this uh, interesting nicknog, is that the director, his brother, mm-hmm. gave him free will on the look of the character. Yes. And I was straight up <laughs> making fun of him. And you were like, actually. Actually. Nick picked all that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he he just, he, he went with it. He was like, this is how I feel the character should look. I've got this fantastic wig and I've got this mustache and these crazy eyes. Let's do this. Yeah, for sure. And we actually got to dive into our famous Nick book. For Nick a fact, book. Nicolas Cage, Hollywood's wild talent. Unfortunately, it only goes to like 1998. Yeah. So it's only the, the 80s and 90s movies that we get to use this. But I found a cool quote where he was talking about this and that he was really excited to work with his brother, Chris. Um, another brother, I think, is in it like as a side care or cousin or somebody. But he talked about how um, Christopher, quote, he let me go for it in the regard that I could have fun with makeup and disguise myself so I could really take advantage of this opportunity. Like, boy, you, you, you did. You, did. you, 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 you took oh, it you, by I, the horns. I said, you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. And he also talked about how the reason he wanted to do this film was because it was like back in the day when mm. he and Chris would make their little amateur kid films. Mm. So I think that that's really sweet and cute. But also it's like, wait, were you guys doing this kind of shit when you were little? Like, <laughs> like what is happening in your childhood? He's got an guys? intense collection of wigs, mustaches, and contacts <laughs> for this exact reason. Yes. He's like, don't worry. Let me just pull up my little cabinet of clothing so that I have everything ready. <laughs> <sighs> it's worth watching this movie because the plot is actually somewhat interesting and the characters are, you know, aside from a few, uh, it's somewhat predictable, but is entertaining enough to enjoy. And then you have Nicolas Cage playing Eddie, which is fucking just over the top and extremely entertaining. I have my own tagline for this movie I created. Please share. I will share it with everyone now. It's, um, by the time the plot thickens, you don't care. <laughs> but you don't come to this movie for the plot. No. You don't come to the movie for the con. No. You come to the movie for Nick. Cons, like a multiple S's. Cons with the little the apostrophe S S S S It does. The details don't matter. The only thing else that really happens in here is that there's another con, a big con coming up that he wants to run. And and also at the end, we try not to give too much of the film away because we want people to you know be sure that they watch it. But anyway, it turns out his father's actually alive. Oh, big surprise! As soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, that guy's." not dead <laughs> the, the the father he's not dead he's this is all a setup there's a really incredible scene also yes, later on yeah 
Nick is challenged. His crazy cage is challenged by Charlie Sheen, <gasps> who is in quite a little jacket. I love his smoking jacket. It's I... fantastic. Charlie Sheen, who is wearing a red snake leather three-piece suit. If Charlie Sheen were ever to have a perfect role for him to do, I feel like it would be this. This, like, psychotic, also kind of drug or alcohol-fueled mm-hmm. dude who's trying to, like, run up the situation. And I would have loved to have seen Nick and Charlie, be, their characters, be able to coexist in the same scene. Yes. A lot, yeah. And, uh, because it was, uh, what's-his-face by the time we got there? Hicks. His name's Hicks in Alien. Oh, Alien. I was like Michael Bain, yeah. Uh, Johnny Ringo from Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's the only one who gets to play with with Charlie Sheen, which is a, I would love to see you like you said opposite Charlie Sheen and Nick. Yes, it yes. would have been a battle of the crazy like overdone characters. Yes. Yeah, you know? and it would have been crazy. And then on top of that, we meet another crazy character. I don't recall. I don't, his name. I don't recall the name. But he's the jeweler that's part of the con. And, you know, he's got his little nice suit on. So a normal person see this and say, oh, obviously this guy's fancy because he has a suit. But no, y'all, it's not just the suit. It's his hand. It's like this robotic like claw thing like he reminds me of the villain from inspector gadget but it's just this ridiculous jewel encrusted robotic arm and i guess you know like okay he's just setting trends before it became trendy and that's okay but you know it's just there's a lot of craziness going on in this film it was so everything about the foundation the foundational of the film is okay what I really liked about this film is Nick. Yes. <laughs> like, He's definitely a national treasure in this film. I definitely did not enjoy the movie <laughs> at all, but I would come back for Nick and will probably only watch it with the scenes that Nick is in. <laughs> he does these really weird things with his voice. Like he'll have an accent in one minute and then he'll have like, this like whisper mumble thing he does, but it's like the accent comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And then he does this thing that's reminiscent of something he does in unbeatable, no. unbeatable talent. It is unbeatable talent. <laughs> Unbearable <laughs> weight of massive talent where he's like, it's, it's later on when people are like trying to tell him stuff and he's like, you are all liars. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. He has that, that operatic range. Yeah. And then he does this other weird little thing where he's like, bullshit, bullshit. Oh gosh. I love it's that. It's so yeah, so bizarre. Yeah. So he thinks someone's lying. To him, yeah. and so he's like, oh, at this bullshit. point, that's how I want to refer to people when I know bullshit. they're not telling me the truth. <laughs> at this point, in, like by the time he gets to the end of the film, he is off his goddamn rocker. It's classic Cage. It is. It's early. It's crazy. Yes, and that's what makes it classy. I barely watched some of this this film. <laughs> like, I do feel like at least one time you should watch it without your phone. So that you do see what's happening. And then if it comes on TV again, you could be like, oh, okay, I'll wait. She's till making like a lot of eye contact with me because she knows I played <laughs> games on my phone during it. I had, I was like dealing with like mortgage stuff and like groceries and like all this other things. As I was watching this film, I was multitasking. I just feel <laughs> like it's good to understand because you were also like, wait, what? And I was like, oh no, because blah, blah, blah. But it was. I know, I'm not saying that it was interesting to you, <laughs> yeah. but yes. I think that it's good to watch to try to see what they were doing, and then you, because then that allows you to be more uh, I just got critically judgmental. So yeah. tired of all the cons. 
I was tired of being conned to the second power. <laughs> but yeah, that was as completely distracted. But definitely, I think the reason to watch it is for Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, to see like, oh, that was the con of all cons. <laughs> That's the end. We con. were conned into watching the movie. <laughs> Now on to one of our personal favorite films, Willis Wonderland. We had fun with it probably because this was like DC during COVID. <laughs> we do BC, DC, and AC. Um, and so we couldn't see it in theaters. We mm-hmm. rented it and we did like carnival foods. So we had like, was corn really dogs fun. and uh, kettle corn, all that kind of stuff. And I, I do feel like it was a bright spot in that time for everybody. But I've watched it since, and I'm like, it still slaps. It's just the youths say. say. You know what? You want to know something? I I really want to see this film. Well, let's let's just do a nice brief summary here of the wonderfulness of Willy's Wonderland. Go ahead. So we go into the movie, and uh, as always, we don't see Nick. Interesting. No, we're like, wait, <laughs> this was why we watched it. Yes. Where is he? It starts out with small town kids who seem up to no good, stereotypical sheriff stuff. There's a small intro to Willie's Wonderland during mm-hmm. this moment as well. Mm-hmm. And we just know something's weird. Something's up. Willie's weird Wonderland. <laughs> Wendy's. W- Wendy's. W- <laughs> <laughs> too much alliteration going on. It's true. Shortly after all of the beginning weirdness, uh, we do see Nick. He's driving a beautiful car mm-hmm. and he's. Just pounding his his drink. His drink. They were very specific, even in interviews, to say. I think Nick in an interview says something like, "It's whatever you want it to be." Yeah. Because yeah. to me, I look at it and it looks like a high energy or a caffeine drink. It's it, there's actually like a slogan on it yeah. too. I have it written down. But it doesn't somewhere, say but... ingredients or anything. No. So it's, some people can interpret it I as just, booze or energy or I assume it's some sort of very exciting energy drink. But so he's scooting along in his zoom zoom car mm-hmm. and oh no. His, oh, somebody, some backwoods whatever must have dropped some tracks off the, the back of their truck. <laughs> yeah, and, somebody just randomly put out some tire spikes. Yeah. That's definitely what happens all the time. Exactly in the middle of nowhere yeah. where no cars really drive. But oh, <laughs> lo and behold, a tow truck drives comes along how convenient how convenient they get him to the garage he's like oh we don't have an atm it's broken you can't pay for this mm-hmm. he's like but i do know of a job mm-hmm. you got to go to this place clean it up overnight and then your car's down in the morning and you paid for it by doing the work at willie's wonderland hold, hold on you're telling me that this guy f- fixed the tire when he knew he was gonna send that fucker in there to die Sounds like a great deal. What a great deal. What could go wrong? Nothing suspicious there, you guys. Nothing at all. And we learn a little bit about the history from the owner of Willie's. And Nick, all through this time, has not said a single word, just facial expressions. Great facial expressions. And a, and a very dark, thick <laughs> <Disdain>. beard. <laughs> and he he shakes his hand. He's like, "Radio Ranger, here we go. We're going to clean, clean up this shithole. Everything's kind of okay. Everything going a little Seems well. Okay. He gets a shirt. He gets a Willy's Wonderland shirt. He does. To put on. He gets a few of them. He gets, he gets a couple of them. He gets something on them. Don't dark. worry about that, you guys. But something odd starts to happen when the animatronic critters who reside at Willy's Wonderland, because it's a Chuck E. Cheese style situation. So I really had a thought that I didn't think about when we first... Uh, actually, we haven't covered this for the podcast, but we no. got to do it at our um, Sunray Cinema. Yes. Nick and Nights. 
I know that Chuck E. Cheese is a chain, but mm-hmm. I'm also wondering, is it just a Northeast thing? Is it oh. a South thing? It, I, I don't know. Are they everywhere? Does every state have their own Chuck E. Cheese, but it's something different? Like, is every child who is probably now an adult scarred by animatronics, <laughs> but from a different place? Like, ours was Chuck E. Cheese. What is everybody else's? Please let us know if you don't have a Chuck E. Cheese, what do you have? Yeah, what is yours? I'm curious. In answer to the question, by the way, in the UK, Wacky Warehouse. That is the Chuck E. Cheese equivalent. Wacky Warehouse. Um, But so the animatronic critters start crittering around Mm -hmm. on their own, Mm -hmm. which is very scary and weird. But don't worry. Rest assured, Nick is on the task of beating the ever-living shit out of them. This isn't some random person that they roped in like they did before. This is Nick fucking Cage. (laughs) So... (laughs) All this while, there's this this uh, young lady mm-hmm. who is hellbent on burning down Willy's Wonderland. And All the kids are like, let's do it. But they seem to have a, like, let's just do bad things. She seems... Yeah, she's like, I like mischief. They're all like, I like mischief. And she's like, I'm here to fucking party. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what she sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> well, the one girl's like, I can pick a lock with me hairpin. No, I, I do appreciate this film because all of the, you know, precious little youths stand for a youthful stereotype you have the jock you have the promiscuous girl you have the girl next door you have the guy who loves the girl next door you have the nerd so i i do appreciate that there are cheesy things that still Mm -hmm. work in this film like all those precious little children what we have yet to mention is that uh nick takes breaks nick takes lots of breaks he does which is what we should all do yes in corporate america they're always trying to, or corporate universe at this point, mm. they're trying to suck out our souls. Guys, you got to take breaks, just like Nick. He has a little watch, and he's like, beep, 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 beep. it. And he's, he scoots out to the... It does not matter what is happening. Yeah, not a single... It does not matter if he's mid-mopping or mid-killing. Fight. Yeah. So he goes into the fridge, and he drinks his crazy drink, and he starts to restore this fantastic Willy's Wonderland pinball machine. He's mm-hmm. doing this so much more lovingly, I feel like, than he's cleaning everything else. He does a good job with the cleaning, yeah. but I think he takes his time more so with this thing. Which I can understand, because this is cool and fun. Yeah, it's more fun. Eventually, the young lady we who's hellbent on burning everything down breaks in to try to save him and get him out of there to save him from the animatronic critters. Well, lo and behold, he's been beating the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my god, you gotta get out of here. That's my, my murders. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Ugh. and then he goes on break again. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's very much that Rorschach, like, I'm not stuck in a Like, she straight up, said, yeah, <laughs> she, she eventually br- gets out, and sh- and they're like, woo, woo, woo. She's like, he's not, st- he's not stuck in there with them. They're stuck in there with them. Yeah, there's like Ooh. a nice little homage. It's really fun. My favorite part of this whole movie is during one of the scenes where somebody's literally being killed or whatever. Or he, he yeah, he's about, no, it's the girl who's about to fight the ballerina chick. Mm. Uh, and she, he, his, his beeper goes yep. off and he just hands her a knife and goes to break. Yep. He's like, you got this kiddo. And <laughs> we would a hundred percent be remiss if we did not talk about Nick's fabulous dancing when he's playing his pinball. We he's- all, regardless of gender, can only aspire to those fucking dance moves. <laughs> that, that is not me being like a, a little snarky bitch. Like 
is so fantastic. It's, it's really I wish great. that I could walk into a club and any song play and I and had the that. confidence of those jerky ass moves and pull it off. <laughs> but so, but at this point he's had probably six to eight of those drinks, those yes. energy drinks. And yes. he's starting to feel a little riled up. He's got his blood pumping from all the killing of the animatronic things. And he's drinking all his excitement. You know, he's like, woo. Pinball is like pinning along, like beep, boop, 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 boop. It's getting his heart rate going. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he does a lots little, of clapping and spinning, and like there's a little uh, Madonna there's like voguing. Yeah, it's, it's it's fantastic. It's everything. It's everything you need. Yeah, for sure. So eventually, he he beats up everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yes. So he does a very thorough job when he does finish someone off to make sure that they're kind of like really decimated, disassembled, pieces if you will. And, and he puts them very neatly in bags and all this kind of stuff. But I feel like there's one or two near the end that he gets distracted with. Yeah. And oh no, you can guess what's going to happen. But all the all the kids eventually, you know, they all break in. Mm-hmm. They all get in and there. They and literally fall in. Yeah, they literally they fall, fall in. in through the ceiling, and they're like, "Shit! Now we're all gonna die." Not particularly inaccurate. No, it's it's Good job, kids. Yeah, <laughs> they they straight up die the the normal way you would in a it, horror movie. Yes, yes. This, and you're a teenager. Exactly. In the end, Nick prevails, I believe. And well, I don't. I don't believe. I know. <laughs> I don't like, know what the I, fuck I'm talking. I, I know about. he does. I don't believe he does. I mean, I believed in him the whole time. The whole, like, and during, again, he's not speaking this whole, whole movie. So what I thought was interesting when we talked about this at um, the cinema, we, we, we gave this knickknack that we're about to share with you guys. And my husband, who has watched this movie before and was there, was like, nah, that's not true. He doesn't not talk. He's like, no, he doesn't say a damn word mm-hmm. <laughs> like even someone who watched it before did not believe me which i think speaks to how especially in this day and age no one expects that it's like maybe oh i'm sure they say something especially out of somebody as popular <laughs> yeah. as nick yeah as like, crazy we're just gonna say it yeah no one expects it and no one believes you when you say it mm-hmm. because they're like oh well he probably said probably says like one word no Nothing. If all you said about the film was, and I'm going to watch it regardless, I think, but I think if all you said was, yeah, so the main character doesn't talk at all during the film, I would have been like, fucking count me in, baby. That's some artsy shit that I'm in for. And there's a reason why. So, like, are there any, like, hints to, like, why he's quiet and how he, like, has the skills to survive this? So the reason why... There's a small hint about his past, and he's got dog tags on his uh key or on his um rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. So that gives us a hint about it, and that's pretty much the only inter in anything we get about his past. So yeah. what I was, what we can assume is something happened to him, yeah, but some what, sort of like military experience, which allows him to be able to kick ass and be absolutely silent, right? Silent <laughs> but deadly. Oh my god! <laughs> but. What Nick had to say about having zero speaking lines is that they did play around with him having, like, one awesome line, like, it's birthday time, or come at me, bro. Which but, would have been, that, I was like, that is not an awesome line at all. That is so <laughs> but terrible. But it's birthday time kind of works for the environment. It's birthday time is better than come at me, bro. Yeah. Nick said he wanted to go full Harpo Marks in a, as a fun acting experiment. But he also did say about it is that he felt that if the character had anything to say, he would have. Yeah, I I think 
what we're supposed to pull from Nick's character. And this is one that I enjoyed not having everything told to us, which again, yeah. that, that is something that seems to be with all Nick movies. We don't see him until like 10 to 20 minutes in. Mm -hmm. We don't know his name. We don't know anything. But I feel like this one worked because everything else was so kind of formulaic. Mm -hmm. And not in a bad way. I felt like it was in a fun way that having, like you said, someone like Nick not say a word lends to the fact that he is a badass. Mm -hmm. He, you know, seeing the dog tags. It's intimidating. Right. It's like he's probably gone through some shit mm -hmm. and it is intimidating. He doesn't need to say anything. You know, like that was always a thing. Glares. Right. He just, and he kind of gruffs a little bit. Like, mm. I think during some of the fight scenes, he's like, ah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not, he's not completely It's not talking, silent. it's like emoting. Just to hop in again here, if that is not on an Internal Cauldron of Emotion t-shirt by this time tomorrow, a ball has been dropped. Yeah. You know, he's like, ah, ah, like, <laughs> but, but no actual words. And it's, it works. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun element to this film. Another fantastic part of this whole movie is that you do eventually find out why and how these animatronic critters are critting about. Mm -hmm. And I really do like that reasoning for it. I, I, I haven't, I have a fun, uh, knick-knug to follow up with this ooh, part. Yes. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Thank you. I will, Audrey. <laughs> so the, the young woman tells Nick how these things are, are doing this. Mm -hmm. So, Back in the day, this crazy serial killer who was the animatronic, he was in the suit of Willie, he gathered up all these horrible murderers, rapists, child killers, horrible people, and they enacted some sort of ritual. Mm -hmm. And they did like, a, it was like a ritual suicide, but they came back as... Right, they like sold their soul or something. Yeah, to, to become their crit, their critters. I yeah. just keep calling them critters. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty much all you learn about it. But thanks to the internet, <laughs> I did discover that there are three issues of a Willy's Wonderland comic that came out after the movie that are a prequel to the movies. Nice. And in each issue, they cover two of the animatronic people or the murderers, whatever their whole backstory and how they came to Willie's. So those are available on readallcomics.com and you can also buy the copies for $10 a piece. But I have yet, I keep meaning to read them. Same, same. It's like my, my book list keeps growing. But it looks, I've flipped through the pages, like online, I've flipped through the pages to look at, they look insane. Yeah. They I look mean, so I feel great. like consider, consider this source, you know, like it yeah. has to be. And so I definitely would say, I know I enjoyed it. I feel like you enjoyed it. Oh yeah. I would highly. I actually, talking about it makes me want to go watch I it. I know. I was like, maybe we just watch that again. Yeah. We just watched it like a month ago. I don't care. During the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. It's fine. Um, we definitely would recommend this film. We loved it. It's not, it's not like necessarily anything new per se, mm -hmm. but I feel like the way they kind of pushed everything together and kind of formulated everything into this puzzle mm -hmm. works really well. And it's interesting the timing of it now because even when it came out a few years ago, mm -hmm. you always have those naysayers. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a very young youth, like in my early 20s, mm -hmm. late teens, I used to be like really judgmental and then I got a brain, but whatever. <laughs> um, you have those people when it came out, like, oh, this is just like Five Nights at Freddy's. This is just a ripoff. I, I played even, the game. I knew about Five Nights at Freddy's. I've never played. I mean, I played the game. You know, there's books. 
Huh. There's like Five Nights at Freddy's books you can buy. Listen, I, I wasn't that interested in it to read the books, but I I am interested in reading these comics from Absolutely. the um you know from Willy's mm-hmm. Wonderland because it came out and it was like that's great. This is a game where it's like okay, it's not fantasy like all the fantasy you know it's mm-hmm. it's not like oh cool it's better than Call of Duty it's 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 different you know it's just a di- different genre. But I was like okay cool you're just using creepy animatronics that we all grew up with that's fine. But, you know, uh, there was a whole thing about it. And I remember you had mentioned that in an interview, the director was like, yeah, I know it existed. Yeah. But he hadn't played it. He he just did his he, own thing. He made sure to distance himself and universe. make sure to look, make sure not to even look right in the direction of Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. So he didn't want to be influenced in any way. Exactly. And plus, he kind of, he almost created this movie as like a... COVID fever dream, right. truly. He just wanted to make something that was just fun. Just silly just because silly everything was going on. Yeah. And it's ironic now because now they have made a movie of Five, of Five Nights, at Nights at Freddy. And it's not doing well. And I just <laughs> shared an article where people who are like, you know what's better than Five Nights at Freddy's? Willy's Wonderland. It's and even so hardcore-ass fans of Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm not dogging on y'all. I've been reading your comments. are like, man, this movie sucked. Yeah, so Ringo and I watched it. My husband Ringo. Oh. We did watch it. Yeah. And Tell me, because I haven't. I'm like, I will wait until it is free <sighs> because I don't care to watch it. From the we, it was three on seconds. Paramount Plus or Peacock okay, or okay. I think it's Peacock I saw it on. I saw what they were trying to do. They were trying to give it more more story, less, mm-hmm. you know, gratuitous murdery stuff, which is not what I'm after. <laughs> Not after that. It's not what I want right now it's in this season of so, my life. <laughs> season of my life. So the, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave uh, Five Nights at Freddy 30%. Oof. Yeah. Audience score is actually uh, 87%. Okay. Which I did find interesting seeing is that everybody I've talked I to know. about this movie said it was like not. I feel like all I read is negative things. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, so the trailer came on for it. And I was like, oh, Matthew Lillard. I absolutely loved him in the 90s yep. and, and 2000s. That's great. And then I saw like... Peter the Doughboy. And yeah. I was like, bro, he can't act. Oh, Ringo goes, he looks so haggard in this. <laughs> he had a hard life trying to get out of the Hunger Games. And I just, I watched about five seconds and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing whatever it was I was doing. This doesn't interest me. And when it comes it was out for too, free, mm, I will it. was it. too, like, mm, But when I saw the I preview for Willy's Wonderland, and of course I love Nicolas Cage, but when I saw it, I was like, this looks Another unhinged. Crazy. Yeah, another unhinged And, and, and it's not just him. I'm like, oh, this, like, looks crazy and fun. Maybe, as they say, it was different times. <laughs> but it just, that spoke to me much more than Five Nights at Freddy's well, what trailer I love, ever did. Yeah, what I'm loving is that people are now comparing the yes. two in a different light than they did when Willie's came yes. out. They're, they were like, well, Willie's was out first and it was better. Even though Five Nights at Freddy's did precede it. Right, as far um, as the game and stuff. But... So, Willy's Wonderland on Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, critics gave it 61%. See? That's what I'm talking about. The audience gave it 68 I mean, that's pretty good, considering, yeah. you know, like, I feel like, especially, you never know with the Nick Cage movie. You truly don't. 50% or higher, I'm going to call that a win. Willy's Wonderland just did a better job in total of, if, if you want to see the carnage, if you want less story, more fun, and you don't, yeah. and you just want to watch a movie and have a great time doing it. Watch Willy's Wonderland. If you want to watch Five Nights at Freddy's, that is your own prerogative, but I would not suggest it. <laughs> unless it's just on. Yeah. Again, if it comes on, on a streaming yeah. service that you have, or it's for free, for sure. I would like to be in any cage fight with any Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I guess I really wouldn't. 
want to be, be I'll be the referee. I wouldn't want to be in Willie's Wonderland. Like I would not want to actually fight him because he would definitely I think oh, he would win. Absolutely. I feel like I'm a tough girl. I actually think I'd roll over on my back like a dog and just show my belly and be like, I am submitting. I love you, Nick. <laughs> um so if we had to compare these two films, definitely I think from our enthusiasm level, mm-hmm. we would choose Willie's Wonderland because it is just crazy and it is mm-hmm. fun and it is silly and there's violence. I feel like that's all you could ask for. You know, it's not perfect. For for a movie essentially made in and around and, and during and shortly after COVID. Yeah. Like the unlocking of and with, the universe. And with, the, yeah. with, with the timing of every, you know, with the, I'm sure the time they had. Perfect and fun. Yeah. And this is not an Oscar winner, but I don't want to watch an Oscar winner right now. No, I don't. It's not the movie that I need. I'm always for like a very strong. I love, I adore a strong choice in a film. And to make a choice like. That hey, we're gonna get Nicolas Cage. You're gonna play the main role, and guess what? You won't be talking this entire fucking time. It's such an audacious choice that I just I'm I'm I just can't help but be for that. Deadfall is also crazy, mm-hmm. but it's a different kind of crazy. If it wasn't for Nick, mm-hmm. and then like that, you know, seven minutes of Charlie Sheen, it would not be <laughs> worth watching. Oh, and and. Claw arm guy. Claw, claw guy. Phantasma guy. Yeah, from Phantasma. Sorry, forgot to mention that earlier, Mr. Phantasma. Mm. Phantasma? What did I say? It's, fant- it's Phantasm. Phantasm, sorry. Fan- I was like, isn't it? Oh my no, God. You're it- right, I'm wrong. <laughs> I was like, is this a Mandela effect? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, uh, in terms of like who would win in my movie lands, it would be Willy's Wonderland because I want to watch that again now. Yes. All we did was discuss it. Yes. And I want to yeah, watch for it. for sure. Like the movie mm-hmm. versus movie and Nick's... Wait, Nick's character versus Nick's, Nick's character. character. Oh, God. I think, uh, what's his name? Eddie? I think Eddie would, like, pull out a knife or, like, an Uzi I from that shitty 90s jacket that he wears and maybe blast him. him. But I think if it was just fight, like, person to person. Nick against Nick. Willie's Wonderland, Nick is, like, stronger yeah. and smarter. Mm-hmm. But I also could see... Eddie from Deadfall just wild carding it and having like a fucking stick of dynamite and be like, we both die, bitch. <laughs> It'd be like King Kong versus Godzilla. Nobody actually wins. Yeah. <laughs> the people lose. The people it's the lose. people and the land that lose. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Willie's the janitor technically is what his yeah, name is. Yeah, the janitor. The, the janitor. Yeah. Uh, which I feel is silly for his name, but whatever. Because he, he only is the janitor because his car got, you know, the spikes. Because it was a trap. <gasps> it was a deadfall. Oh, no. Yeah, because remember, deadfall is like a trap. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It took me so long to... Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Deadfall. Willie's watch wins. It one, deadfall. Watch it once. Willie's Wonderland. Watch it anytime you need. And eat it with silly, cor- Or watch it with corn dogs. Yeah, corn dogs and... Uh, and soda pop. Funnel cake. And, and great soda. Popcorn. Oddly enough, I think Dead's Fault was the exact opposite in a way that it was... It completely did the whole the whole premise, right, of the film. Whatever it started off with, it completely capitalized on it. But what was... The idea wasn't good. So, in conclusion... Willy's Wonderland wins, goes through to the next round, but definitely don't eat corn dogs or funnel cakes. They are the devil's spawn in all the worst ways. So, thank you very much to Internal Cauldron of Emotions for helping us out of quite the sticky bind. Thank you to Thomas for not shouting at me when I did a fuck up. 
And thank you to me for putting in literally ages editing this fucking tip together into the beautiful show that you hear. See you later. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? <laughs>